Principal Matters Podcast, episode 332. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we are going to talk about transformational leadership with my special guest, Joshua Spikes. Joshua Spikes is assistant principal at Richwood High School in the Washita Parish School Board in Monroe, Louisiana. After graduating from DeRitter High School, he attended Gambling State University and was a member of the GSU world-famed Tiger Marching Band. He received both his bachelor's and master's degree from Gambling State University and his plus 30 from Louisiana Tech and the University of Louisiana Monroe. After his undergrad degree, he became the youngest BAM director in the history of Richwood High School, the same high school where he completed his student teaching. And he held that position for 10 years and made another historic move when he became the youngest AP also at Richwood High School. He currently holds that position with pride in his seventh year. Mr. Spikes is known throughout the state of Louisiana as a man that loves children, a servant leader, a school operations guru, a transformational leader, and an outstanding disciplinarian, and a well-dressed man, I've just got to say, Joshua, because I can see you (laughs) as I'm introducing you here. In addition, Mr. Spikes is a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, Kappa Delta Phi, Grambling State University, Monroe, West Monroe alumni chapter. He is active in his church community and serves as minister of music at Piney Grove Missionary Baptist Church in West Monroe, Louisiana. He is a native de Ritter, Louisiana, the son of a former principal and a former school teacher and married to the love of his life. And together they have two beautiful children, Joshua Spikes, I know this is a podcast, so most people are listening to this conversation, but if they could see you, they would agree with me that you are a well-dressed man. So go to the oh. website right now, <laughs> williamdparker.com, and you can see the photo of Joshua Spikes. Joshua, welcome to Principal Matters. Why don't you fill in the gaps on that intro and tell listeners something else they may be surprised to know about you. Well, first and foremost, it's, it's an honor. I'm honored and humbled just to be on this podcast. Um, this is the first podcast I ever listened to uh, by any means. So I am just more than humbled to be on here to speak and be able to give my story. And first and foremost, to help some other educational leaders or just any educator along the way, because I know we um, go through a lot of this education. We have to stick together. Um, some more things about me. I, I I'm an education and school nerd, I think. Um, everywhere I go, of course, I go to a lot of schools with my two kids. They're both in high school traveling and my parents and every, just uncles, everyone's school. I mean, when I go to a school, I'm taking pictures. I'm, I'm asking questions, you know, to admit or whoever I see affiliate with school because, I mean, it's my passion. I just so I, I I might be my wife gets on me about that, but I might be an education and school nerd because we'll go somewhere on a, on a break and she'll send me out to um, get breakfast or something. And she wants to know why it takes so long because I've lapped around to look at another school to kind of see a different school uh, and uh, you know I, just how it looks. You know, always getting thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, my own thought process about that. So I can I'm, I'm a education nerd. I'm glad I'm not alone, Joshua. You know, this might be an interesting question for principal matters listeners. I mean, some of you may not share 
the same kind of nerdiness that Joshua and I do, but I'm just curious. Quick story. So for my 25th wedding anniversary, my wife and I got to go to Lake Tahoe, Nevada, beautiful, beautiful time of the year, mountain hiking, kayaking on the lake. And um, one day we're just driving to our next destination and I just pull off the road. She's like, where are you going? Cause we had the map set for, and I'm like, there's a school right there. I just wanted to see it. And she's like, she was exactly what you said. You're the biggest nerd. Like we are on our anniversary and you have to pull off the road just to look at this school. And I've had this conversation with some other leaders who've admitted to me, they do the same thing that they can't stand it when they see a school, they want to go look at it. So not everybody out there may be the same in the same nerd category that you and I are Joshua, but principal matters <laughs> listeners, if you're someone out there that shares this nerdiness, shoot me an email at will at williamdparker.com. And please confirm with me that there are a few other people in the world like us. <laughs> well, well, Joshua, first of all, before we jump into some of the practice that you've experienced, because you are an avid listener. Thank you so much for that. You've reached out to me in correspondence. Your, your we've, we've talked, we've corresponded and talked to each other before. And I, and I wanted to bring you on the show today because you've had so much experience in the same school. I mean, you grew up in this community, yeah. you student taught here, you've became a director there and a teacher. Now you're leader, a leader as an assistant principal, all in the same community. And there's so much to learn from other people's stories. But before we go there on your story, tell listeners a little bit more about Richwood High School and some of the great outcomes happening for your school community. Um, as, as hands down, before I say Richwood is just a school I love. When you've been at it that long, I mean, it's just embedded with you. You have pride in it. Um, we are a school in, in the Washington Parent School System. Uh, we're more of a rural school outside the city limits when you're coming in. Um, we have about 500 students. Mm -hmm. um, Title I school, uh, predominantly um, African-American um, student body. Um, a very um, rich history of school. So, you know, like you have your Ohio states and your uh, Tulsa's and your Oklahoma State that have all these history. Our, our school has a lot of rich history with um, famous athletes, a lot of entrepreneurs that um, came with it. Our school um, had closed down. Of course, I was not up here then in the mid 80s, around 86, and they consolidated for a little while. And then they reopened in the 2001, 2002 school year. And ever since then, they've just been flourishing. And that history is, is coming back because it's such a rich history. Um, we have, a, um, a, along with our AP courses, dual enrollment, one thing I'd like to mention uh, to people, we have a um, career center. And uh, with a career center in it, we have a barber and cosmetology school that students can leave and you know get their um, license uh, we have a dental assistance class um, that students can go move from here and go be a dental assistant and we also have a welding uh, program and the welding program those students are going and making very lucrative money and that's um we get a lot of people coming to visit that building those programs because i mean i and i talk about the dental um program a lot because you go in there it's a dentist's office so you know i mean they have everything that when you go in a dentist's office they're a dentist's office on steroids so and that's for the students and um also with our um barber and cosmetology that room is 
if you go to a barbershop, you won't find one like this. So we get a lot of people come from all over the states to, you know, see those programs because those are more unique style uh, programs that we have in the course office. But we're, we're a community school. I mean, community school, everybody knows, you know, everyone. And we have a deep passion for pride here. Mm, I love it. Well, it, it is encouraging to know someone who is not just an assistant principal at a high school, but is so invested in the community. I think it was probably five years ago, I was sitting in a meeting with my good friend, Jimmy Casas, when he was talking about school leadership in particular. And he said a phrase that I've held on to since then. He said, you know, as principals, we have more, we're more than just leaders. We're more than just a title in a school. We're more than just um, a part of administration. We're community builders. And I thought, ah, I'm going to hold on to that because Joshua, you've been the product of a community and now you are not, you're, you're helping create the kind of community that you would hope students benefit from is just like you benefited from that as well. And in the process of that, you have, um, you have your own leadership story and journey, which is one of the things I was so excited to, to bring back to principal matters listeners, because I think each of us has a journey and a story. And in fact, I remember the first time you and I corresponded, you'd been listening to some of the stories on this podcast, and you just reached out to me to ask for the contact information of one of those leaders. And that began our correspondence together. But there are people right now listening to the show who are aspiring leaders, current leaders, experienced leaders. But as an experienced AP, I, I, I wanted to ask you, first of all, what are some of the lessons in leadership that you've learned that may be helpful for others who are thinking about becoming an AP like you? I think with I have to go back to my 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 band days and my music days. I think that's the foundation to to start off. And I'm I'm always gonna put this plug and I think the band directors are the best leaders of, of anything. But the reason I say it because of the structure and order. Um when you go in and um you know begin you you have to set a standard and when you're setting that standard it has to be structured in order and like I said I think that comes from my own music experience mm -hmm. and with that when you go in and, and being a, a leader or aspiring leaders current leaders I mean I, I firmly believe one I'm, I'm a spiritual guy you have to pray uh, you have to plan you have to prioritize participate and problem solve okay the, the praying of course that's self-explanatory but but you have to plan you know you have to have things together you know if it's even if you even turn it down to what you expect to the day and we all know for those who are listening we all know a, a, a life of administrator can change just like that you have it together but you have to have something in place if it's not just for that day for that week for that month you need to have something in place one thing i did learn was prioritize and with the prioritizing for um those out there listen you have to know the 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 little the mid and the major and i always you know i tell teachers and we have to we have to correct those little problems first before they come middle uh, big problems i think sometimes you know you're going in maybe to new leaders you want to you wait to get a, to be a big problem instead of going ahead and tackling it um at the beginning and i i say that a lot because i tell colleagues and, and other friends you know something that that's minor to me 
that's minor to them is, is major to me. And I think that comes from the band thing because we have to be in step. We have to be in tune. So, you know, that, that student, when we was on the practice field, they'd be on the wrong foot. I would stop the whole rehearsal because that's something minor that would come major because they might think that they're they're right in that. Um, participate. As as um you say, I've been at, at the same school, and I guess that's going back to those days of, of band directing. You know, you have to participate in the thing, let the community, I mean, not necessarily just see you out there because any of us can just be seen out there, but we have to be participate, get involved, you know, go to the, the concerts, the games, and not just, just sit at the games, but actually be getting involved in, mm -hmm. and, and cheer with those students because the students, they love those type of things, whether it's the band concerts, the choir concerts, the tennis, tennis games, you have to participate. Now, the biggest one we all know is problem solve. Mm. Problem solving is is very huge. You know, I, I I hear on the podcast a lot. I mean, just ever just just putting putting out fires. They think it's it's all the way putting out fires, but I, I I think I'm a lot of times I'm standing there with the fire extinguisher right there, you know, ready for it. Because as an administrator, you, you're gonna have problems. It, no matter what it do, it could be little, minor, but it's going to be a problem that that arises. But you have to have to nationally be prepared to solve that that problem. So, with that, you know, looking looking forward to seasoned administrators and, and inspiring ones. Just make sure that you pray, plan, prioritize, participate in problem solving, and all of it is for the students. And with their problem solving. Uh, that might be the biggest one, but I cannot stand distractions for students. Now that helps when you plan and you prioritize, but that problem solve, you have to have that and um attack it good. And I really um I with your book, I really wish that that, that book was written when I first started that uh false brief flourish because you really, really attack everything that our educators need to listen to because some with their prioritizing going back to that, and this is for a season and inspiring. Sometimes we neglect our families in that because we put the school and everything so, so high that we forget about our family. And when I was reading your book, you know, that even now with me being in it so long, I was like, okay, yeah, sometimes. The school would be more important. I'm checking the email at dinner. I'm at, ga at games checking the email. So um, that that's my words to those. You know, just stay the course. Make sure you're structured in order. That that is just huge to me. Structure in order. Joshua, you know I'm going to summarize because the, and I can tell not only were you a great band director, um, but I'm going to guess if I asked if I was to go to your church and you, you're leading music, but they ask you to deliver the message, you could do it because you just summarize <laughs> in, in 10 minutes what I would consider to be the chapters of an entire book. So here we go. I heard you say good leaders need to do these P's, pray, plan, prioritize, participate, and problem solve. So the five big takeaways. Yeah. And among those, I really like how you focused on identifying where that pain is and then addressing it accordingly. Is it a minor pain, a middle pain, or a major pain? And figuring right, out right. how you're going to address that as a leader. Um, it reminds me of a quote I heard this past week. There was a... Um, there was an addition on This American Life, which is a podcast um, that I heard through National Public Radio. And 
the National Association of Secondary School Principals had hosted, um, had helped provide some principals for them to interview. And they were talking about managing the craziness through COVID and all the other cultural um, weirdness that's that's happened in our uh, in our public schools for the last few years. And in and, and principal matters, understand the context I'm speaking of when it's in some ways what school leaders are asked to navigate now is so sometimes yeah. it's mind it's mind blowing you're, because right. you're not just managing what's happening in your community you're managing messages that are being sent to your community from political organizations or groups or folks outside of your school and so you, not only are you managing the school's situation but you're trying to manage all these outside influences too and there was a a principal they were interviewing who said that he recognized his goal is to never inflict pain on his organization or institution, but to absorb the pain of right. that's coming to right. that institution right. and that organization, which is why I think it's such an important takeaway for you to recognize, first of all, that your responsibility as a leader is to figure out how do I absorb the, all of the, the tension and the difficulties here by reducing deficiencies and reducing distractions and making sure that we're organized and and keeping people aware of what's happening, just like a good band director does. But then you applied it here. This doesn't just apply in my school, it applies in my life. And so yes. what a great place to start, Josh. So anything you want to add to that before I ask you the next question? Well, just like, like you say, uh, that hits home when you say a great leader absorbs. And I, I often tell, you know, some of my close teachers that we talk, I said, the calls and the visits I stop before it even gets to you, you wouldn't even 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 realize it or even know the, the calls, the, the visits I get because I want to take it on before it gets to you because my, my goal is I want the teacher to be able to teach. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that's how we learn. They have, the kids have so many distractions. So many distractions that we, you and I didn't have when we were in school. So uh, uh, absorbing that before it even gets to them. And even with the students, you know, something might be going on. A student might tell me something that goes on. I go ahead and attack it right then before it even gets out, gets to the students. Because we know that this, this technology is far beyond what we, can, what we can control, you know. And we didn't have that in school. You know, the technology wasn't, wasn't that prevalent. Support for Principal Matters comes from Summer Pops Math Workbooks. For my listeners in elementary and middle schools, how are your students practicing their math skills over the summer? Recently, I was asked to look over the Summer Pops series. So with the help of my wife, some of you know a former middle school math teacher, we looked over the workbooks ourselves and she loved them. We found Summer Pops to be an engaging workbook that would provide students with math practice over the summer that is easy to use and content rich. But you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Go to summerpopsworkbooks.com to request your own sample workbooks. If you are looking for a cost-effective and research-based strategy to improve student math skills, consider joining other high-performing schools and offering Summer Pops to your students. Review it for yourself or pass it along to your math department. Either way, spring is right around the corner. So request your sample workbook at summerpopsworkbooks.com today. You will not be disappointed. Support for Principal Matters comes from Peer Driven PD. Did you know that 86% of educators agree that we need more full-time classroom teachers leading professional development? 
Of course, there's one big problem. Teachers are often too busy teaching their students to lead PD. Well, peer-driven PD finds some of the best teachers in the country, films them sharing their tips and techniques that really work in real classrooms, and they use this content in online courses that your teachers can access from anywhere at any time. Visit peerdrivenpd.com to check it out. I've gotten to know Mike, the founder of Peer Driven PD. He's actually been on the podcast. Check out episode 328. I've had access to his content and it's the real deal. So if you want your teachers to love their PD and to learn strategies that are tested and proven by their peers in real classrooms, visit Peer Driven PD to request a quote today. Be sure to let them know that Principal Matters sent you and Mike will include a package of complimentary resources specifically for admins. That's peerdrivenpd.com. Well, let's stay here for a few minutes because you've been described as a transformational leader, which is how I introduced the show today. And I think that in the conversations you and I have, you recognize that that includes understanding the importance of operational leadership, managing student behaviors. So I just wanted to go there for a few minutes, Joshua, because this is your practice. You do this all the time. And sometimes you don't get to get on the other side of the mic and talk about what I do all day long. So could you share some practical ways that you have established helpful procedures or policies or practices that have helped lead your school down the, the path of, of strong operations and student behavior? Yeah. Um. Again, I go back to my to my big thing of structure and order. I'm just I'm just really about structure and order. I mean, I I mean a lot of people might be thinking I'm serious all the time that I'm a very serious person, but I actually do like to have fun. You know, I, they might think, but I'm serious about the, the the students because, and this ties into this. I go back to my own um story. I I remember just as a kid, you know, the little things that distracted me learning and especially in the elementary level and the, the middle school I, I i i can't stand it so a lot, a lot of things i put myself in like i remember how that felt i never forget how it was to be a student and i never forgot how it was to be a teacher so no one knows what the structure and order is, is what i really operate um mm -hmm. by but with the operation this is this is a funny story you know this is high school students I am a stickler about the students walking on the right side of the hall. I am a stickler about that. And I have these things going all the way down the hallway. So if I, you know, rarely I, if a student try, tries to cross over, I always make it real life to them. I say, now, what side of the street do you drive on? Because we're building citizens to, to be productive. What side of the street do you drive? Oh, the right, Mr. Spike. Okay, so you all in the left lane, so you either going to get a ticket or you going to um, get in a car accident. Yes, sir. So, you know, everything is, like, and that's just because the flow, you know, we have a lot of students that are flowing and just don't, just that, that minor stuff helps out with a lot of um, things. And also, heard on the on the podcast, and this, this kind of uh, sums it up too with, beans balls and buses and that means is lunches um athletic events and of course transportation because we have to schedule a lot around that but to add on to that beans ball and buses it's about no distractions from from learning because we're in the process actually tomorrow of um getting our um yearbook pictures done and we're going to try to do the whole school in uh one day to get all their pictures done so me and the uh, yearbook 
president kind of sit down and came up with a plan, but my whole plan was to discreet, decrease distractions. So I have them all coming through the back door in the back hallway where they won't be passing by all these classrooms. So you have to do that because kids will get distracted just as soon. If I come to the door, they're looking at me. If somebody passing, so with that, with the discipline aspect, which is um something I pride myself on, and have always did this, but you have to build relationships with the students and with their parents also. Anytime a student is, is involved in anything they come, I'm I'm gonna contact the parent because I know myself a lot of times as, as leaders, we need to put ourselves in those parents' shoes too. You know, when mm -hmm. something goes on, we want we want to uh I as a parent wants to know. So we put ourselves in that and I form relationships with those. But the big thing I'm I'm um will I'm honest and I'm transparent. And I'm going to do that. That that's my goal every day with discipline. I'm going to treat the athlete the same way I treat the kid that does not bother and talk to any anyone. I'm going to, to um, teach a student that is maybe making all A's the same way that I treat a student that may be struggling academically. But I being here at Richwood High School, the students know that I'm I'm going to be fair firm they think i'm not friendly but i'm going to be friendly and consistent but i'm the main thing I'm, I'm fair because i know what it's like to be treated wrong you know and i don't want anybody else and as you go back talking about absorbing so that's what the discipline i'm going to be the students know that the students know when you when you come to to my office you know we'll chat a little bit but it's going to be because i always tell them we're looking down the road you will stop this behavior. You'll think back, oh, well, Mrs. Spikes did this and then tell when you're out in the real world because you have to learn how to, we're teaching you to control yourself now. And everything has a consequence because you may, uh, my old pastor said, you may get by, but you won't get away. And that is a true statement. There's so much I want to park on here, Joshua. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you for that. Um, so let me just talk directly to Principal Matters listeners right now, too, because Thank you for those explanations and those summaries. But I want to come back to a couple of things. First of all, that you are a believer that structure and order help you support student learning, yes, that you've never forgotten what it was like to be a student or a teacher, and that you recognize that it's the structures and the orders, or as you said it, the minor procedures that help you with the major outcomes that you're looking for. And so, and, and what a great analogy for instance, that you gave in, okay, we're trying to organize student photos this coming week. And so I've never heard anyone say it like this. So I'm looking at my beans and my balls and my buses, you know, how do we mm -hmm. feed kids? How do we, what activities do we have for kids? What transportation do we provide for kids? And how do I make sure I'm managing all of these things happening within the school structure so that they support student learning? So I'm going to arrange right. even my picture days so that there's the least amount of distraction so that we have the fastest flow Correct. of traffic Correct. so that we get it done as quickly as we possibly can, because that's the responsibility of the leader. And so for those folks who are listening right now, I just want to encourage you to think about what Joshua said too, keep yourself in the shoes of the people you're serving, your students, your teachers, your parents. And, and I also love that you said too, Joshua, that it's that honest and transparency, honesty and transparency in your relationships that helps you treat every student like you would want to be treated if you're in, in their oh, shoes right. too. So anything you want to add to that before we, before we wrap up, because this is so powerful. Thank you, Joshua. 
Yeah, just again the the love and respect. You you have to respect students. You have to respect teachers. It's a big respect for and the and the students and teachers know that I I'm I'm going to call them Mister, Mrs., Doctor. You know, in in the setting because that's what you're teaching the students in the setting because we're moving them forward and propelling them for college level and workforce you know even even if, if even the dress the students know I'm 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 gonna I'm not gonna miss much I'm gonna be on everything and I'm gonna mention to them because I want them to be a better better person you know and propel them to a high aptitude as possible and be be that person that'll stop them and tell them because I'm gonna stop them in the hallway and tell them when they wrong but I'm also gonna stop them in the hallway and tell them when they're doing something well. All right, so I'm going to ask you now to rewind back to those mm-hmm. early, to those early years because you know part of the thing that one of the unique parts of your story, Joshua, is especially in the in the community where you served is you've often been the first or the youngest. Right. You know, you're the youngest band director in the history of your school, the youngest AP in the history of the school, and so I know there are others listening out there that maybe considering new responsibilities. And so my question to you is what takeaways or lessons would you have for others who may be stepping into something for the first time? That, that's a very good question. And I, I, I want to say it's a like versus love and respecting. And I go back to, to when I, I mean, c- coming from being the band director, of course, I mean, I'm always the one out there with the fun stuff, with the, going out of town with you know the band director is always the fun person on campus but i went from being the funnest person on campus to probably the the strictest not not liked um that much because of you know the change you know moving up it was i'm transitioning in the same school so you know you can imagine that's hard for students that's hard for anybody to you know to, so i always reflect back on that that first year and i reflect back I said it as a as a negative way because I felt that I came out so strong and so hard and probably a little too strong and too hard that I might have maybe broken some some relationships. But it was not meant for that. But I, I so those that are listening, you know, that are going to that, you know, you do need to set expectations, you know, accountability and excellence. It's you know, you could do it various ways. But as a as a wise person um, told me, it's easier to come out strong than to come out easy than try to get strong um, in the process. So, you know, I used to think of it as negative coming out so strong and hard. But now as I as I matured and, and been in it in quite a while, I'm actually glad that I, I did it that way. Of, of course, everything, a few little things I would have changed about that, but the coming out strong and hard because you know I'm I'm just you know in in your type face type of person that's going. I as I've gotten seasoned, I have have backed off so more times now. I can just give give the look now. You know, if a student is misbehaving, I I could just give them a look, and that's it. Rather than you know going in, you know, it was just different. But the expectations, you know, I stopped saying rules and and this that. I said now you know that is not the expectation that I think you should be doing, or you know you you should be held accountable for that. Are we reaching for excellence? So with that, with those, I, like I say, I don't say with those expectations, you know, I want to explain it as I go on out. But to those that are going into it, create your own story. You know, I've always 
listen to like i say my father was a principal i'm always you know i'm i'm a very big observer so anytime i'm observing what other leaders have done i'm listening i'm i'm reading books um i was a i'm i'm a i'm a big i also watch principal videos and, and movies so you know lean on me comes out uh a, a lot. So I was, I was, I was, I was, didn't know how to take that. I was known too as a Joe Clark. Now it's a lot of you have to watch and got mature in this. The Joe Clark mentality was a, was a little rough, you know. But I understand what he was doing. That's when I wrap it back to the liked and love. Like a lot of people didn't, you know, they were trying to get rid of him. And I know it's a movie they added on. A lot of people were trying to, didn't like Mr. Clark. But remember the scene when he got put in jail, talking, he, they, those students in fact loved and respected him because they were all outside saying, free Mr. Clark, free Mr. Clark. So, you know, that's what going in, you know, I know a lot of people like to be liked, but that's that's not that's not my, my MO. It's more about being loved and respected in that. So that's what I say, you know, when you're going in there as a new, you know, go in, set your own standard. But expectations and accountability are very vital when you're just starting off and set the standard high from what you when you're going in, what you expect out of your teachers, what you expect out of you, because everybody, your custodial staff, your cafeteria workers, your students set set the standard of what you expect uh, in there. I love that. I love that, Joshua. Um, there was an episode with Jen Schwanke recently, and I yes, I, I and I love out. her books, by the way. Thank you so I, much. I give a shout out, to the, and she just got a doctor, so I have her books also. Well, I I know she will appreciate that shout out. But Jen was talking in a recent episode about the, you know, the creative Venn diagram. And in one circle, put the word courage, and in the other circle, put that word responsiveness, and somewhere in the middle is the sweet spot of leadership. And mm-hmm. I think that that's so important because you're right. And that's why we love teachers we've had because they are courageous in the standards they set and the expectations that they have. They're responsive to the needs that are happening in, in that classroom too, but you learn to respect them. You may not always like them, um, but you're definitely, but you, but you're definitely going to respect them because they're the expectations they have for you are guiding and leading you to a place of better outcomes. And so I know that's a tall order for, for all of us. And so any principal matters listeners who are listening, whether you're in the classroom or leading in the school, it's always a great reminder to come back to those, those just reminders of if we're putting ourselves in the position of our students and our teachers and our parents, what kind of school environment do they want? And they want leaders who are fair and firm and friendly slash consistent as Joshua just described. Well, Joshua, as we wrap up this conversation, first of all, thank you for your leadership to your school community. Thank you so much for your um, also your partnership and listening to this podcast and in corresponding with me. And I love being, I love being, connected to the community of this podcast. So thank you for being a part of this community. But as we wrap up, I know there's listeners out there who would also like to connect with you. So how can they reach you? And then what parting words or ideas would you like to leave with Principal Matters listeners? Uh, They can reach me at at my email. That's jspikes, J-S-P-I-K-S at OPS.net. It's O as in Oscar, P as in Paul, S as in Sam, B as in Boyd.net. And also on my... um, um, Instagram is frozen APBD, and that frozen is a tribute to my fraternity. So that's P H R O Z E N A P 
BD, my fraternity and also assistant principal and band director. But with my parting words, you hit it hit it on the on the nail because in my office, I wish we could see um since I got moved in the south, the first thing I put up was be strong and courageous. Mm-hmm. And as as a um as a leader, I seasoned leaders and upcoming, it's gonna be some some things that you have to get into that you have to deal with that is you know no no way around it and you have to be courageous and and have a mindset that you're going to be fair in it i mean it could be a, a a bad thing that you have to get into but you know when the teacher is right there and the student right there or the parent right there you have to be the one that gets in there and go back to what i say with the peas be the problem solver so to do that you you have to be strong and you have to be um courageous and you have to pause you have to breathe and you do those things you will start flourishing with everything and i have definitely learn that instead of you know getting up because I, I go back to my first show, I used to get upset so quick and this that and the other but now that's why I say I wish this book was then but now I pause I breathe and I'm starting to see myself flourish. Well Joshua Spikes thank you for being a transformational leader and for right now today for this last 30 minutes just opening up and being transparent and honest about your leadership so that those of us that are listening and getting to know you can reflect on, oh, yeah, the uh, thank you. Those are great reminders, again, of the qualities that it takes to lead tr- uh, with transformation. I want to just uh, say a shout out to Principal Matters listeners, too, and that is this, that you might, like Joshua, be listening to these podcasts. You might be thinking about, hmm, I have questions or I've got feedback or I've got ideas I'd like to share uh, don't hesitate. Reach out. You can always email me at will at williamdparker.com. You've got Joshua's information here at jspikes at opsb.net. Reach out. Let's stay connected in our leadership together because what you do matters. And we'll see you again next week. Thanks, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you. You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com. Check out the services link on williamdparker.com to learn more about leadership academies, mastermind offerings, and executive coaching. If you're planning professional development for the year ahead, or you're looking for keynote presentations from any of my books, please email me at will at williamdparker.com. Thank you for learning together today, and thanks again for doing what matters.